0: Today's scripture, or this week's scripture, uh, comes from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, verses six through nine. Hear these words of Jesus as he teaches his disciples. If anyone causes one of these little ones, those who believe in me, to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. Woe to the world because of these things that cause people to stumble. Such things must come, but woe to the person through whom they come. If your hand or your foot causes you to stumble, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to stumble, Gouge it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God.
1: I just think it's so funny that we say it's better for you to enter the life with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell. Thanks be to God. It just seems very... Ah, okay, let's pray. Oh God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be pleasing and joyful to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. So today we begin a new series called The Struggle is Real. As I was praying about what to focus on for this fall worship series, the challenge of communicating, communicating effectively and living in community with one another, talking with one another well, that kept coming to my mind. Having disagreements and having hard conversations are simply a part of life, whether it is with family or friends or coworkers or even people on the internet. But knowing how to do that and to do it in a healthy and a positive way is not something that comes naturally to all of us. And so typically, when someone is uncomfortable, as humans, we like to shy away from that thing. So when it comes to disagreements or hard conversations, our first reaction might be to just completely ignore it, or to try to do that dance of dancing around the real issue, um, not dealing with the problem head on, but trying to come at it from other weird ways. Or you might be that person who doesn't have a problem with conflict, And so you confront another person and it goes sideways real quick because they're not used to that uh, direct confrontation or it's not done with grace and patience. So this worship series is called The Struggle is Real because while the struggle of living in community with others and the struggle to communicate with others is very real, It's something that we all struggle with in one way or another. And as Christians, as people who follow the teaching of Jesus and the example of Jesus, it's important for us to look to Scripture for instruction on how God calls us to handle life's challenges. And that's exactly what we see in this chapter 18 of the Gospel of Matthew. It's Jesus' teachings on how to live and communicate community with one another, how to communicate with each other. Because just like we struggle with this, Jesus did as well, especially when he was living with and working with and traveling with his disciples. And so chapter 18 begins with the disciples asking Jesus, Jesus, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? because that was really what the disciples were concerned about a whole awful lot. Because Jesus had been doing all of these wonderful miracles, and he had just told the disciples, if you have faith, just faith enough the size of a tiny mustard seed, then you can move mountains And so the disciples are dreaming of the greatness that the future holds for them. And so they want Jesus to tell them all about how wonderful they are going to be, how wonderful their future is going to be. But instead of doing that, Jesus reminds reminds them, if you are doing this for the glory, then you are going to be real disappointed. And he calls a child from the side to come forward. And when he does that, he m- both metaphorically and literally invites this person who is on the margins of society to sa- stand then into the center of the community. And Jesus says to the disciples, with this child next to him, and says, Truly I tell you, unless you change, And become like little children. You'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. And then he says, Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child, they are the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Because children at that time, kind of like now, they had basically no power, no status, no control over their own lives. And they were vulnerable to disease and hunger And unfortunately, many of them didn't make it to adulthood. And yet here Jesus is telling his disciples, the one who becomes humble like this child right here will be the greatest in the kingdom. This is one of those examples of Jesus taking what culture and society says and then completely flipping it on its head. In order to be the greatest, he says, you must be humble like a child. And that humility, that doesn't mean just not calling attention to all of your many accomplishments and all of the wonderful qualities that God has given you in your life. But this humility, this is that not focusing on the power that you yield as a person. And instead, allowing yourself to be vulnerable and to be weak, like a child dependent on someone else. Jesus is saying, that is when you will find this true strength and this true greatness. And then Jesus goes on to say, if anyone causes one of these little ones, one of those who believe in me, if anyone causes them to stumble, it'd be better for them to have this large millstone hung around their necks and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. It's like, oh my gosh, Jesus. And then, I like the way that the, the message paraphrase of this scripture puts it next. This is um, beginning in verse 8 that Matt references. us. The message says, If your hand or your foot gets in the way of God, chop it off and throw it away. You'd better, you're better off maimed or lame and alive than the proud owners of two hands and two feet, godless in a furnace of eternal fire. And then he says, and if your eye distracts you from God, pull it out and throw it away. You're better off, I love this, you're better off one-eyed and alive than exercising your 2020 vision from inside the fire of hell. It's like, Jesus, calm down. Like, I was joking between services, like, I think Jesus needed, like, a snack in this moment, right? But this is what, but... But I liken it to the video, and I, th- I, I know some of you have seen it, that's circled around the internet of the mom who's trying to hand a pot, a hot pot, to her child. Have you seen this? And she says to the child, it's hot on the bottom. And the child's like, uh-huh. And she's like, it's hot on the bottom. And the child's like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. And like... I know, Mom, hand me the pot. And then finally she goes, It's hot on the bottom! And they're like, Why are you yelling at me? And they realize, Oh, I have to grab the sides. It's hot on the bottom. That's what happens here. Often we are like children, and we need Jesus to get real extreme before we will actually pay attention to what he's saying. And so in this intense scripture, Jesus is saying, if there is something that's causing you to stumble, keeping you from being whole with one another and with me, then acknowledge it and get rid of it. And it's easy to turn the scripture, to read this, and to turn it outward and to say, well, that person over there is the problem. Really, if they just went away, everything would be fine. But sometimes, yes, that's what needs to happen. They just need to go away, or they need to work on things. But look at the examples that Jesus gives. If your hand or foot causes you to stumble, if your eye causes you to stumble, in your childlike humility, Jesus is saying, look inward, and consider if there's something that you need to release, something that you need to work through or or to change in yourself, it's better to do that than to jeopardize your whole relationship. And so the first step in communicating well and handling conflict with one another is to check yourself. Think about what you are doing. Don't focus on the people around you and what they've done or haven't done or what they're doing or not doing. Turn inward and ask yourself the hard questions Is this really is this something that I can let go of, whatever conflict this might be? Or is this something that I really need to work through with this person? How am I contributing to this disagreement or this conflict? How am I responsible for this situation or in this situation? Because it's never just one-sided. Each person plays some sort of role. Or what history do I have with this type of situation or, the, or this issue that's now playing into how I'm reacting here? Or what assumptions am I bringing about the other person? It goes back to Jesus' teaching in his Sermon on the Mount where he said, and why worry about the speck in your friend's eye when you have an entire log in your own? Asking these questions, it takes that, that humility and that vulnerability of a child. It's not about being the greatest. It's not about a personal win. It's about creating and maintaining a healthy relationship with the other person. And this humility, it's not this, this false humility of, oh, I'm a horrible person and it's all my fault. And I just have to apologize for everything and change everything about myself in order to make the other person happy. That's not healthy either. It's the strength of acknowledging I am not a perfect person. And I play a part in this conflict. So how can I grow in this situation? This series and, and this sermon in particular is definitely one of those times when it's a physician heal thyself sort of situation. Where the pastor is preaching what they need to hear. Because when I'm in the heat of the moment in an argument, especially with Russ, poor Russ, I really love to focus on all of the ways that he has done wrong and what he's done to contribute to this problem and how I am completely justified in all of my anger and if he just listened to me, then everything would be fine. But usually, when an argument starts off like that, it doesn't end great. (laughs) But if I pause and I take that moment and I turn inward, and I I think, all right, and I listen to what the, the first chapter in the book of James, in verse 19, when I listen to that, it goes much better. In verse 19, James says, my dear siblings, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, so we take that time, and then slow to become angry. When I do that, And I come to a conversation rather than an argument. I come as a much better version of myself. And things are often resolved much more easily. And the relationship then gets stronger as a result of this disagreement. Now this is a very different sermon series than the one that we just ended. About what is God like. When we imagined and we thought about all of the different ways that we see God and encounter God and the ways that God works in our lives. But the reason that we are able to let our guard down and to be humble and be vulnerable with one another like a child is because we know that God is our true fortress of protection. We know that the God whose artistry created the entire universe and the heavens and the earth and our very beings, the God who is with us even when we can't see God or feel God, just like the stars, when we root ourselves in that God, in that strength and the nourishment of that God, then this struggle that is so real in our lives— It doesn't seem so overwhelming or hard, right? That's, no, not at all. You guys, you have no consolation. No, you don't look to this side. I'm saying everybody's just kind of like, hmm, I'm hungry. (laughs) We all need a snack, (laughs) just like Jesus. But these things are easier, because we have that power of God and we know who God is and our world has been turned upside down and we're not just dependent on ourselves and on the world and what we have in front of us and that is a good and a beautiful thing. Let us pray. Gracious God, you call us to do hard things and the struggle is real. But we know that through you, we can do this. We can have the hard conversations. We can humble ourselves and think and reflect before speaking. God, guide us as we continue to have these conversations. As we continue to live in community. This is a beautiful and a wonderful community. And I thank you for each and every person here, in person, and online. It is such a blessing to gather together and to be you in this world. May you empower us through your love, your your sustaining spirit, and your everlasting grace. Amen. And I want to invite the choir to come forward, and as they do so... I want to invite those online. You may share any prayers that you have through the text number, prayer at brexelumc.com, or on the comments on Facebook. And I want to welcome the choir back from their summer vacation, I guess. Hiatus? Vacation's better. (laughs) That's a nicer word. Thank you, choir. We have quite a few prayers um, that have come in. Uh, Theo, how old is Theo? Two. Um, he got his cast off, right? Is that, that, yeah. So um, he, he's very excited. He, he gave me his prayer card, and it was adorable. <laughs> Kim is thankful for God's endless love. And Linda asks for prayers uh, for peace and comfort for Bev, and prayers of gratefulness for Bev's sister, Marilyn, who is supporting her. And Shelly asks for prayers for the people in the uh, earthquake in Morocco, um, as well as prayers for Barb, who is trying to heal from bronchitis. And Marla asks for prayers for Nora, who's battling metastatic cancer in her clavicle and her femur. And Linda asks for prayers for Denise, who's having surgery on Monday, and Keith, who is recovering from open-heart surgery. And Bob and Joyce ask for prayers for their sister-in-law, Peggy, who is ending her chemo after a year and a half. And then continued prayers for the people of Maui in the as they continue to to recover um, and rebuild after all of the wildfires. And Taylor asked for continued prayers for Mary Beth and family, and prayers for Judy. And um, Matt and Kathy said, "Cancer is stupid." Uh, I agree and continue prayers for the friend John who after a round of treatment did not get uh, good results and then prayers for Gina who is a 1999 Brexville grad uh, her, her does her sorry her husband passed away last week um, they have two young children and then i also want to ask for prayers um for the Robeson family, who they're a family that uh, I grew up with, um, and the husband and father uh, died suddenly. And so they are um, processing and and working through his his death and and celebration of life. And then also prayers for those who are struggling with stupid COVID, because apparently it's got stupider um, over the past few weeks. And so... Um, yeah, that's annoying. Um, and in the Maria, um, to end on a good note, Maria says, prayer of gratitude for a weekend filled with family, love, and faith. Yes. We know that God hears all of it, even the things that we don't say out loud. And so let us go to our Lord in prayer. My Lord and my God, we are so very grateful that you have given us your eyes to enable us to see the world as you see it. And we are so grateful for your heart that is within us, enabling us to feel the compassion that you feel. God, you give us courage that equips us to go and do likewise, because you call us to recognize each and every person as our sibling, as your family in Christ. And you know and we know that that is not always an easy task. And so we pray for ourselves and for your world and for its people. We pray for all of those places in the world where there are deep divisions running between ethnic groups because of race or religion or past history. God, help your people be friends and to make friends and to find peace. And we pray for our communities where different traditions shape different outlooks on things. May we listen to each other and learn to live with one another, knowing that even through all of our differences, we are family in you. God, we know that each person we meet is struggling in some way, and so we lift up all of those that we have spoken aloud, as well as those prayers that weigh heavy on our hearts. And we pause in silence, each having a time to lift up our own prayers to you. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray these things with deep gratitude and with true humility For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The last thing we do each Sunday is to remind ourselves that the work does not end here, but that we have the honor and the calling to take God's love into the world with us. And so a few ways that you can do that is by purchasing some donations for the Nehemiah Mission Baby Shower that is coming up in a couple of months. This month of September, we're collecting baby items. Um, There is a list in your bulletin as well as on bumclinks.com and also um, on all the social media. Um, We just collected baby items and we're collecting again for another organization because babies need lots of stuff. So we're collecting to help out. Um, and then also next week, we ha- after this 10:30 service, we have our talk with the team, which begins our membership journey. And that is an opportunity to talk with the staff. Whether you've been here forever and ever, or you're brand new, you can come and get to know us. And um, we're kind of goofy. And we have fun. And um, we'll have a snack together because food is good. And then we'll also, and it'll be free of all of the stuff, all of the allergy stuff. Yeah. Have the good stuff, no allergies. Um, And then we'll take a tour of the building. That will be talk with the team directly following next week's service. And then the following Sunday, the 24th, we will start our basic beliefs class. And that's for anyone uh, to come, whether you've been a United Methodist for like a million years or just five whole minutes, um, you can come and you can learn what it means to be a United Methodist and what our kind of weird is, our kind of crazy. Um, everyone is welcome to join in on that. Um, and then also all of our fall learning opportunities begin next week. We'll start off with our 9:30, 30, um, our joyful gathering time. We have the coffee hour as well as several different classes. And you can take a look at all of those um, in the bulletin, as well as online, on bumclinks.com and all the different places. Um, and then do that. And then also on BUMC Links, today is the last day. And in your bulletin, there's a yellow, pretty piece of paper. That's for the uh, Good Grub Social Club, which is fun to say and also fun to do. And it's you get together with, it's seven people total and you get together, and you have dinner four times a year, and it's just a way to get to know one another in the church community. That's it. So with all of that, I will give the benediction, and then we'll sing, and then I will come back up and give some instruction um, special for fall kickoff and pray over our food, so then we can just go eat, okay? All right, let us receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and grant you peace. Go in peace and not in pieces. Amen. Let's stand. i yeah. Are allowed to do this in the <laughs> Methodist church? Yes. Okay. So for the kickoff, we have, um, we're, we weren't able to reserve the square. So we're on this side of the, um, the road. That's what that's called. I really need some food. Um, the food is downstairs. Saroj and Carlos, that's Rasul's restaurant, is catering. And so um, you can head downstairs for food. There's seating downstairs. There's also seating outside, um, for especially for parents or whoever wants to hang out outside. And with the bounce house, there's some cornhole out there um, and some chalk and some fun things for the kids to do. There's also Kona ice truck is out, um, should be on the, with the road. I can't think of the word road. <sighs> and um, what, oh, photos. Please get your picture, taking your family picture. Um, Don will do that and then they're beautiful pictures to have and that will be out on the front as well So you can either head downstairs and get your food first Or and have a happy tummy for your picture or you can take your picture and then go downstairs So whatever you want to do is that all the instructions that I'm supposed to give? Yay, all right Oh, there's pretty pretty name tags downstairs You can pick your favorite color for your name tag because we don't all know everybody And there's people bingo Marla should have just gotten up here and done this. All right, let's pray. God, it is good to gather together as your community, as your family, and we pray a blessing upon this time, upon our food and the hands that prepared it. God, may we just see you and one another and have fun and relax and get to know one another once again. We pray these things in the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. Let's eat.